welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. What's up? Yes, welcome back. Welcome back, ladies. We are so grateful to be back on the airwaves with you. And more importantly, to be in this conversation today, which this we are right here. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I just have a feeling, Leah, we about to have church on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, we about to have church. On you know, this when you walk up to somebody, and you're like, but this one right here. This, this one right here, it's going to hit. It's going to hit bars one. all day, all day. And somebody going to be in their car with their hands raised saying, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for setting me free. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we are excited because uh, a friend of the podcast who is returning for the second time, mm-hmm. Jasmine Holmes. Sis, welcome back. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me again. Yes. I don't know how we are charged up this early in the morning because we had a struggle before we got on here. Okay. And the fact that it's snowing in Cleveland at a high level. But the yes, but the truth of the gospel reigns. And I think that's what has us charged up because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, his his truths are what 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 set us free and keep us going Mm -hmm. daily. Right. So, Leah, drop this bio for those who don't know who Jasmine Holmes is. Yeah. I mean, Jasmine, you can tell us more about yourself. But ladies, Jasmine is uh, the author of Carved in Ebony Lessons Mm -hmm. from the Black Women Who Shape Us and uh, the author of Mother to Son, Letters to a Black Boy on Identity and Hope. She's also the contributing author for many other works, including one of our favorites on the podcast, His Testimony, My Heritage, Women of Color on the Word of God. Jasmine uh, and her husband, Philip, are parenting their kids in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. We're so glad you're here, Jasmine. And today we are talking about your forthcoming book, Never Cast Out. So tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to jump into talking about this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Never Cast Out, it, it was a crazy experience. It's mm-hmm. actually, I went to B&H to talk to them about Carbs and Ebony. Mm. And I was like, I have this idea for a book. I want to write about these 10 Christian women. And B&H was like, I had, doesn't feel like I'm a good fit. And they were one of many people who said it didn't feel like a good fit. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, but we want to have another conversation with you about another project that one of our editors has in mind. And I had met Ashley, talked to Ashley. And I told my agent, I was like, they want me to write about womanhood. And I'm going to say no. Like, <laughs> I'm not writing about womanhood. I am not writing a Christian trade book. It's not going to happen. I have... Yeah. You know, being being growing up in evangelical spaces, you read mm-hmm. so many Christian trade books, mm-hmm. and you know, you hope that they're gonna fix you. Hope they're gonna fix your life, like everyone mm-hmm. that you pick up, you're mm-hmm. like, this is gonna fix my life. and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna write one of those books. Yeah. Because they don't fix your life. Because they, they don't fix your and life. And it's another archetype for it's right. another typecast. <laughs> yes. It's and another typecast. It's not the way that I that I speak. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. what I'm very much like. Here's the sources. Here's the history. Like mm-hmm. you know, let's mm-hmm. get into it. I, I don't really speak in a very pastoral way, and so I was like, yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm. 
And I got on the phone with Ashley and she said, I've been reading your blog. I've read through, I've read through your whole blog. I've read through everything that you've written um, for this other magazine. And, you know, I see a common thread there and it's a, it's a constant battle with shame. And I was like, mm. <laughs> have you been talking to my therapist? Right. Like, like, right. And we were talking about this before we got on. I am not, I don't cry in front of people. Mm-hmm. I'm a crier. I'm a crier hundred percent, but I don't cry in front of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to cry. I do the respectable thing like an animal who's about to die. <laughs> and I go to the woods <laughs> and I take my time, you know, but like I'm on this Zoom call and like uh, getting wow. up. She's like, I think you wrote this. It can set a lot of women free. And I was like, like, I was going to say no. I was going to say mm. no so quickly. I was going to say no. And mm. it just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, but it's yes, though. Mm. But it's mm-hmm. yes. And so literally, you know, I just written Mother to Son in 2020. And mm-hmm. it was this, there are so many directions that I could have gone after Mother to Son. And I wanted, I pressed way more into the history. And it became so much more of a passion and so much more of what I what I um, am writing and doing mm-hmm. that never cast out didn't fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it just mm-hmm. it didn't fit and it, it wasn't what I should have been writing next, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just the Holy spirit. Mm. Oh, come spirit. on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, and it's completely okay that it's not sort of in that history trajectory. I could come on. sort of being like that. That's not, that's not what I really want to be talking about yes. but because it's what has been written on your life. And like, it's a yeah. part of your story. Yes. Like, yes, that's yes. what makes it so valuable to that's share. And I think mm-hmm. that's what does, she was completely right. Like it's going to be setting some folks free. Like for it's, real. Hey, listen, ladies, we were in my house yesterday literally yesterday and we were in tears as it was setting us free in real time and how threads of our life were being connected mm-hmm. where there were fractures yeah um for lack of a better term um that were that subtly had shame underneath mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. uh, under it, it was just a current of shame that we had not recognized but through your book Jasmine the holy spirit was just illuminating and connecting the threads yeah and it's going to set women free, girl. Yeah. It's going to set women free. So talk to us about how would you define shame for our listeners and talk about the different causes of shame um, in Never Cast Out. It's that feeling of wanting to hide. It's like that humiliation and that smallness. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, not I've done something wrong, right? That's guilt. But like, mm-hmm. I am wrong. I mm-hmm. am unworthy. I am fill in the blank with the most base things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time we see it in the Bible is when Adam and Eve eat the fruit and they go and they hide because yeah. that's what shame does. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you do. You go and you hide. Um, I talk about in the book, you know, my first memory of shame is my first memory, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And it is the memory of, you know, being with my mom, I was, I was doing her hair and I asked her if I could put some, you know, some grease in her hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my pregnant mother was like, no, <laughs> like, no, she was like, no grease, you're good. And she didn't even say it like in a way, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like in my little heart and mind, that was the first time that I ever remember being humiliated, like being like, mm-hmm. like, why would that humiliate me for her to just mm-hmm. say no? But it wasn't just like, no, it was like, you're wrong. You are wrong. Mm-hmm. You are bad. You are small. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I heard. Mm-hmm. And it's the very first memory that I have 
period. And mm-hmm. shame is connected with it. And mm-hmm. so just this idea of like humanity's first memory of shame being in the garden and mm-hmm. that being kind of the, the start of our breaking away from God, um, mm-hmm. having him pursuing us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just really the, the basis, the basis mm-hmm. for so much that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the fact that it's identity-based and that it leads to hiding is what makes it different, right? From like, talk about the difference between shame then and guilt or conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guilt leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt, you, you, you can have the guilt without the shame feeling. So yeah, when I, when I have sinned against my husband, I have options, right? Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. run and hide. Mm-hmm. And I can hide in a lot of ways. I can hide by literally removing myself. I can hide by being like, well, you janky too. I can hide. Mm-hmm. By, right? You know, there are all kinds of ways that I can hide, right? But like acknowledging guilt, acknowledging vulnerability and saying, hey, I have sinned. Can you forgive me? Yeah. That's not what shame does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not yeah. what shame does. And so when we, feel, when we feel feelings of shame, they can come from all kinds of sources. They can come from wrongdoing that we've done. Mm-hmm. They can come from other lies that we have, you know, heard and imbibed. Um, but our response is the difference, right? So yeah, I also think of it as like shame is kind of like a, a thermometer. It takes the temperature like of what's going on in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so then you have an option. Okay, I'm dying. Shame is here. So let's diagnose it. Where is it from? Have I done something for which I need to feel guilt, in which case I need to repent? Mm-hmm. Or it's just the devil telling me lies and I need to tell myself some truth or, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it, shame can inform us that something has gone wrong, but it can't mm-hmm. get us to be, things being made right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so telling good. us something, but it can't get us yeah. to our destination. Yeah. Yeah. It's an informer versus a, yeah. It, it ain't a good guide, okay? Yeah, it's not the guide. It's not the guide. It's an no, informer, it's a though. Terrible yeah. destination. My mm-hmm. goodness, I have I have gone there a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was one of the things about writing the book was like, you know, you don't want to make it a diary, right? But you do want to give enough information to where people know, like, hey, this is like, yeah. this is real in my life. This is my homegirl. She's like that broke best friend you have, and everybody is just like, why are you friends with her? She's so toxic. And you're like, this, but this has been my homegirl since. This been like, we've been rolling. <laughs> we've been rolling. I mean, I mean, she could lightweight live with me. At the, she's living with me at this. Right. She is. She's been yeah. with me through thick and through thin, through marriage mm-hmm. and, and and miscarriage and childbirth mm-hmm. and all yeah. of these things. You know, she's yeah. been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that stuck out to me too is you're talking about there's shame from what is in the past, right? And then there's also this shame about what has yet to come or what you right. haven't yet attained in the future. Mm-hmm. And that is that's like. That's real because you can look behind you and see shame telling you narratives about what you've already done. And you can mm-hmm. look in front of you and see shame telling you narratives about what you have not yet done. Yeah. You know, and those are both like such toxic messages. Yeah. 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 And I I, w- I almost am like, I sort of want to jump there because Leah, you, you've already sort of hit it on its head, but I'm trying to get to the practical right now but if you're if you're talking about Leah you're sort of alluding to the shame shoulds that that Jasmine also mm-hmm. communicates about in the book uh Jasmine talked to us about these messages growing up 
that were laced with what you call these shame shifts? You know, yeah. how did that affect uh, what you thought it meant to be as a woman of God and what you understood womanhood to be as well? Mm-hmm. So I grew up and something that I talk about in the book over and over again is that we all have kind of like a different narrative that shame tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me growing up, the narrative was very much like you're supposed to be docile, meek, quiet, mm-hmm. get married as soon as mm-hmm. possible, have as many babies as possible, homeschool, mm-hmm. keep house. Your husband should be completely satisfied at all times. Never tell mm-hmm. him no for anything. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. Susie homemaker, like, you know, vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else's messages might be about success, right? Getting a, getting a job, mm-hmm, um, totally. getting the degrees, making sure that, you know, you don't have to depend on no man, you know, all these other things, somebody mm-hmm. else's messages might be completely different than that. And so mine were definitely <clears throat> of the um, super conservative wife and mother variety from a very, um, from, from a very formative age, I'll say like mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15, those started kind of really being important to me. Mm-hmm. And it left me vulnerable to an emotionally abusive relationship um, that I talk about in the book. It was like my first time talking about publicly, which was so like, wow. Again, the shame messages were just like coming yeah. at me fast. Because yeah. you just laid it out raw. Like, I mean, you are, you again. are. And I was you are. Like, okay, here we go. And how powerful is that? Because it's at the same at the same time, you're like bringing it fully into the light that it has. I'm wondering, do you even feel the weight of that? Because it is being exposed when we walk into the light, just like first John says, like mm-hmm. darkness cannot overcome it. Right. Like it's yes. in the light. <laughs> so, yes, because it would I mean, it definitely and I think anybody who has been in um a, I don't want to use the word toxic because like that's such an overused word, but it, it, a damaging relationship, whether it's a friend yeah. or a sibling, a parent, a spouse, a boyfriend, a girl, yeah. you know, um, we all know that like when you get out of it, you can still like all you have to do is think and you're back there again and you're mm-hmm. feeling those feelings again and you're feeling that weight again. And so writing about it, I remember it was one of the first things that I wrote in the book. Um, it was one of the first chapters that I sent to Ashley and she was like, okay, we're going there. Mm-hmm. Like let's, but it, it just felt so important for me to show like, this is where shame leads. And I think about, mm-hmm. you know, the road that I could have traveled just being led by the nose and the places that shame could have taken me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the ways mm. that it kept me for standing for, from, standing up for myself and from standing in the light and from standing in the light of who God yeah. made me be the light of what God wanted from me. Um, yeah. honestly, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were led by these shoulds, like talk more about like what that oh, was like yeah, in this relationship. Absolutely. I just wanted to be, <clears throat> I just wanted to be what I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just remember like my dad was a pastor of a church and, um, also like a Christian speaker. And so, and a lot of what he spoke about was like family, right? And like mm-hmm. a lot of what he spoke about was courtship and marriage. And so I was like, well, I gotta do this. I gotta be mm. perfect. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I got I gotta be everything that everybody expects yeah. me to be. And so mm-hmm. I'm in this relationship and it was just it was just rough. And yeah. I I remember like my mom was just like, Why are you doing this? And I said, you know, I have to be loyal. I got to keep, I got to keep trying. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good because Mm -hmm. in my mind, 
to leave the relationship and not have my first relationship end in marriage was worse than being in a relationship that was really not good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it was just being led by those shoulds of you should, you should be in a courtship. It should be idyllic. If it's not idyllic, that is your problem. You Mm -hmm. should fix it. Do everything you can to fix it. Keep doing Mm -hmm. everything you can to fix it for the rest of your life because your life should be perfect. Yeah. 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 Meet the standard, meet the, the, meet the measure, the standard and the measure that is the ex quote unquote expectation that's set. Mm-hmm. Yes. You tell yourself that the standard is biblical. Um, mm-hmm. Now, can you open the Bible and find it? No, but you tell yourself, mm-hmm. oh you tell yourself that it's biblical. You tell yourself like, no, this is what God wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And even in the book, you talk about how that's what the Israelites are doing right at the base of Mount while mm-hmm. Moses is up yeah. getting these 10 commandments. They take what is biblical, right? Like, sacrificing feasts and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but they interlace it with these things that are not, that are extra biblical. Yeah. What was that like in your life and your story? For me, it was all of these extra biblical ideals of womanhood. I totally mm-hmm. laced it into, um, yeah, this, this ideology that was, that was not scriptural. Um, mm-hmm. this ideology of, I call her the cool girl. So like being this mm-hmm. perfect, yeah. I don't call it, Jillian Flynn calls her the cool girl. I stole it from <laughs> Jillian Finn, but, um, And I'm sure Jillian Finn will read this book and be like, what are you talking about? But it just resonates. It resonates. You're like, it applies. It yes. applies. Jasmine, you got to back it up. Tell people about the cool girl. Tell, yes. Just give them a subtle hint. Don't tell it all because we want people to buy the book. Yes, but, yes. So they, I'll so in Gone Girl, this book by Jillian Flynn, which I'm not recommending. I said that in the book. Um, it was so that. funny with the it was so funny with the quote because I had to like you had to like bleep out parts. Bleep out parts. You were like, I'm bleeping out parts, y'all. I'm bleeping yeah, out. Parts. I was like, this, these parts don't really apply to us, but the concept is just Flynn talks about this girl who stays a size four, but she eats, you know, she eats hot dogs and she drinks beer and she's a party girl and everything the guy wants to do, she's down for. And like Mm -hmm. everything, everything he wants her to be, she is and Mm -hmm. he's never offended and she's never tired and she never says no. And she's just, you know, she is, she is the cool girl. She's the the girl that a guy would think about and be like, oh yeah, like, man, that's Mm -hmm. the homie right there. Like, Mm -hmm. she's everything that I want. And Again, she's different, right? In every in every little subculture, but in my mm-hmm. subculture, the cool girl was like, "I'm ready to be married." Okay, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I you bring home the bacon, I'll fry it in the pan, I'll be barefoot and pregnant while I'm frying it. I'll have an opinion. Your opinions are my mm-hmm. opinions. How many babies you want? I'm pregnant right now, but I can like I can queue up another one. Like it's just very <laughs> this idea of being yes. just everything, everything yes. for him. Yes, so. That was, and so for, for me in my relationship, it was like, it wasn't for him. It was for his mother. So his mother would tell him like, I don't like this about Jasmine. And he would come to me and be like, she don't like this about you. And I'd be like, I'll fix it. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I'm like, girl, I just want to smack her upside back (laughs) and be like, girl, but shame. It just, it is such a cruel master where shame comes to you. You know, somebody, somebody puts shame on your shoulders and you have an Mm -hmm. opportunity. You can lift it off and be like, I'm not wearing this. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. You're telling me that I'm not good enough. And so, okay, I'll try. I'll try to be yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I did because it was what I was already doing mm-hmm. in my little perfect pastor's kid 
you know, yeah. She was, what do you need? What do you need me to be? I will try mm-hmm. so hard to be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so feel like that of- also comes mm-hmm. like from a this void of what you talk about of a better image, right? A better message. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, we can kind of look back and be like, yeah, I do want to slap that girl upside the head. But what did that girl not have that would have allowed her to walk free? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So much. I mean, so much of just, you know, and I, I didn't really talk about this in the book because I and I kept telling one one thing that I told BH over and over again was this is not a book about black women in shame. Mm. This is a book about women in shame mm-hmm. because a book specifically about black women in shame needs to be written. Yeah. So I like mm-hmm. it needs to come out. This is this is a broader book than yeah. that. Um, but the book about black women in white evangelical spaces and the unique shames that they experience, mm-hmm. it, it needs to come out. It does. Um, is that is are are you are you prophetically <laughs> is that on thinking that you, Look, that is I'm your second book that, around listen. it? No, I'm speaking to all these folks who are listening. Somebody write it. Somebody's got it. Somebody's girl. got it in their soul. Somebody they got, got it in their soul. So oh. let the Lord use you. Take that baton and run with it. But and run with it. It was definitely, you know, being the only black girl at in and when I say only, you know, there's always a couple of us, right? Right, but right, right. Like, Two or three lonely. at tops. Okay. Right. You're, you're lonely. I always think about right. that because I always say only. And then I'm like, my girl, Lasia, is probably like, uh, hello. <laughs> I was there. But you know what I mean? Like, like we were yeah. both only. Yeah, yeah we were both so only. Isolated. You're so isolated. And, and for me, it was, you know, I wanted to be, I, I felt so out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, that my way of being in place was, I'll just be, I'll just, I'll just be everything that you think that, that a woman should be. And I'll show you that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that I'm black. I can still be everything that you think a woman mm-hmm. should be. See, look at me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It carried over in my life. So, you know, of course I didn't end up marrying that guy, I ended up marrying my husband, but I carried mm-hmm. it into our marriage as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember when we were dating, um, he had asked me, he was like, Hey, I, I broke up with this girl, um, a while, you know, before I was dating you and I knew who she was, I knew her name and everything. And, and he was like, um, I just was wondering, like, what would you think about me sitting down and kind of talking to her? She just needs some like closure. And in my mind, mm-hmm. because my mom's name is Bridget Bacham and we call mm-hmm. her BB from the block. Like, because BB from the block don't play. And so I am BB from the block's daughter inside. Sure, inside. Inside. I was like, no, like, it's going mm. make it small. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I know BB from the block would have been like, boy. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, no. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Let me pay for you. Paid for him on the phone. <laughs> oh, like, you gave wisdom as he, like, talks to this girl, Lord. And, Mm. so um he comes back later that night and I was like hey um how did it go and he goes I didn't do that I I I got off the phone with you and I was like why did I why did I do that and he was like and Mm. honestly he's like I shouldn't have asked you that question that was so that was so lame of me I Mm. probably talked to somebody who was like boy what are you (laughs) doing have you lost your mind because I'm gonna help you find it right now exactly and so he was like man I am really looking forward to finding out who you are under this perfect girlfriend act. Mm. Wow. And wow. my husband, like, if anybody is ever going to have the audacity, it's going to be Philip Holmes. Um, mm-hmm. But it was such a moment for me of, like, acts. Mm. Yeah. And it, it had been. Like, so much of what I've been doing my entire life 
was an mm. act to try to keep shame at bay. And my husband mm. was part of kind of like peeling back those layers. Yeah. Um, um, where now he just laughs. So I'm like, boy, please, no, that is a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, but at the time, right. you know, you want to be the cool girl. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. I know there are so many women listening who can relate to that of like totally just trying to hold together the act to keep shame at bay. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want women to hear that, that like that yeah. is an experience that we share. And there is like one that's just not God's desire and will for our lives. Yeah. And that we can peel back the layers through the Holy Spirit, get set free. Yeah. Peeling back the layers and also understanding like the little attachments that are connected to it as well because I feel like Jasmine is alluding to like man because I want it to be perceived this way Mm -hmm. you know like and when when you start peeling back those layers that's when the Holy Spirit can like he heals all of our wounds Mm -hmm. and all of our diseases you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. he heals the broken heart you know and and so like that's what's so rich about the book to me is because like it's also pointing to the ways in which like the other fruits that are sort of attached to it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Jasmine, talk about these like three faulty gospels and how do we, how how they keep us in these negative cycles rather than offering freedom. Yeah. Uh, They're all, they're all three of them are different ways to kind of like deal with shame. And so Mm -hmm. You can deal with it by submitting to it and being like, okay, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that cruel taskmaster to just like control me and tell me what to do. Um, yeah. And that was me. That was shame mm-hmm. was my motivator. It was like, you know, shame, shame is that shame is that way that like when you're overweight um, and I'm putting heavy quotes over overweight, don't get me started. On mm-hmm. shame. Don't because mm-hmm. this is part of a different podcast. Um, but <laughs> that like, get off the couch or like if your clothes don't fit. Yeah. Like that's your fault. Your clothes don't fit. Get a, get on the treadmill, like make the clothes mm-hmm. fit. Keep them in your closet. Mm-hmm. Look at them. Mm-hmm. Yourself. See that little size zero. That used to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, that like ugh, negative voice. And you're like, okay, yeah, I will. And some people, some people are very motivated by that. Mm-hmm. They're very mm-hmm. like, yes, um, the self-loathing mm-hmm. is motivating me to fit into that. Those clothes. Yeah. Um, then you have the casting off the shame completely voice. The like, you know, I'm not going to listen to shame ever mm-hmm. under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. Ever. And so the doctor's like, hey, um, you have insulin resistance. Okay. You need to take your medication for your insulin mm-hmm. resistance. Mm-hmm. And you're like, passing that off. I don't need that yeah. medication in my life. Mm-hmm. It's you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to not do the insulin. Just and I'm going to not sugar. And I'm going to just live my life. That's the, like mm-hmm. casting it off. And a, a lot of times, you know, 
we think about, we think about our culture that way. I think as Christians, um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's quite fair. I think that our culture also faces shame in these, in these three different ways. But I think, you know, as believers, it's kind of easy for us to see worldliness and be like, oh yes, that's how Mm -hmm. out there. That's how we think of it as like, Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people are afraid that a book about shame is going to say. It's going to be mm-hmm. like, hey, shame is shame is bad. You should mm-hmm. be yourself. Even mm-hmm. if yourself goes on a murderous rampage. Love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Everything she does is fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She yeah. She's like, look, be permissive with her, okay? Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. she, she, needs, she needs all the love. Yeah. Any discipline. And never mm-hmm. any discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, then the third way is to be like, I know you are, but what am I? That's the way that's kind of like, yes, yes, I'm not fitting into that size zero anymore. But do you see my 400 pound life? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not on TV. I'm not, I'm not on, uh, I'm not on TLC. You can always mm-hmm. like put the shame on somebody else. You can put it on mm-hmm. somebody else and mm-hmm. kind of like use it as a way to like prop yourself up. So mm-hmm. whatever I feel shame, I got to find somebody else mm-hmm. who is doing quote unquote worse than me and yeah. shame them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, worse, worse being completely relative. Right. Yeah. Relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those are all, you're talking about how those are all faulty gospels, right? Yes. And yes. yet in Christ, we have something that is the true gospel that frees us and both, both hems us in, right? Where you're saying like, mm-hmm. we can't just cast it all off mm-hmm. yeah. and also frees us. So talk to us about like how where that hit for you, like where you really were able to hone in on the one true gospel to set you free instead of believing those faulty gospels. And how yeah. you practically live that out. Yeah. Like yeah. day like by day, <laughs> moment by moment. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying. Okay. I, so, um, we'll just continue with the uh, weight example because it's mm-hmm. something that's like, I think is a, a, a point of shame for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, so when I got married, I weighed 114 pounds. Mm. How old five, were you? I am five foot eight inches tall. I was that, 24 years old. That was out of out of trauma, out of stress, so right? Stre- I was like one of those little, um, what are those dogs that like shake? Oh, uh, like you know what yes. I'm saying? You know, uh-huh. that was me. I was constantly just like, because I was just like, I just yeah. want to be perfect. I just want to do everything. Mm, like yeah. I ate, I didn't, I, I, I um, didn't have an eating disorder, but I was just very like, just, I was so nervous mm-hmm. all the time. And it just resulted mm-hmm. in like, just, it was I, a, it was a, probably like a physiological response to stress. Stress. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so I get, you know, I get married and, um, we are eight years into marriage and I probably couldn't get one of my thighs in that wedding dress. Mm. Like I probably couldn't get one of my thighs in that wedding dress. And so I am um, sitting across from a, a therapist, you know, cause I'm still, I'm still in therapy. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I just want to drive home is that I have wow. dialed shame down to a whisper someday, mm-hmm. but she's not quiet. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm waiting for eternity for her to be completely quiet. Girl, you'll have to talk about that after this. I like. will. I will. Um, and so the therapist looks at me and she goes, you know, hey, you know, I see here that you're like, you're, you're really having some like thoughts about, about your weight. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I've been pregnant or nursing for eight years and this is the most that I've ever weighed. And I, I just, I, 
I'm just, I'm so, I'm so this, I'm so that. And she's like, why are you talking about yourself so negative? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I was like, oh, because I, I should not have let my weight get on top of me like this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, has anybody ever told you that you use a lot of shaming language? Yeah, this is should. Two yeah. months ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, they have. They, mm-hmm. they have. Um, remember how I said I was a writer? <laughs> crazy talk, crazy time. Um, and so she was just like, well, we have to be careful with how we, how we speak about ourselves. You know, we have to be careful mm-hmm. about how and I have, I have a lot of health issues that have come from being pregnant. And I, you know, I feel myself falling into any of those three categories when mm-hmm. I think about mm-hmm. what I look like, you know, I could fall into the like, man, you don't fit the clothes in your closet. Let that motivate you to mm-hmm. get to the gym. Mm-hmm. I feel myself falling into um, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you may be dealing with some health issues, but you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. modify your diet. You shouldn't have to take these mm-hmm. pills. You shouldn't have to, you know, or I find myself getting into, I look, I follow so many plus size influencers to just try to just try to like, it's okay. It's okay. Look, She's mm-hmm. bigger than you and she's beautiful. Look, she's mm-hmm. a size 16, 20, 22, 24, 26, and she's gorgeous. But mm-hmm. that doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. I can't get it to translate to me, right? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. I have to turn to the gospel. I have to say, God, what is it in me that wants to look a certain way? Mm-hmm. None of the health issues that I have, none of them mm-hmm. would go away. If I blink and lost 50 pounds, mm-hmm. 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 they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, none, none of the deals, none of, none of my problems with self-esteem would go away if I lost 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. I had great self-esteem. When I was little, I wouldn't tuck yeah. my shirt in. I was a size zero. I would never tuck my yeah. shirt in. It's a heart issue. It's a, it's a, it's a heart a, issue. It is a, a heart issue. And mm-hmm. so it's again, like going before the throne and, and saying like, I feel shame about the way, I feel mm-hmm. shame about the way that I look. I feel shame about the way that I present to the world. God, what is that? Yeah. What yeah. Is, is it from yeah. sin? Was it a sin for me to be pregnant for the last eight years or nursing? How about girl? You know what I'm saying? Was it, was it, was it a sin? Yeah. That, you know, and, and we're not even, we're not talking about gluttony. We're not talking about that. Yeah. Not my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mm-hmm. story is just babies. Babies put them city miles on my body. That's right. And so <laughs> we just had to. We we really had to. It, it's this constant conversation that I have with God. I, th- I think that's the thing mm-hmm. about shame that it drives us away from having that conversation with God. It drives mm-hmm. us into I'm going to do 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 to try to silence the shame voice mm-hmm. instead of sitting with it. Mm-hmm. Taking to God and saying, God, this is, yeah. this is how I'm feeling. This is yeah. how I'm feeling myself. Yeah. I'm feeling that the body that, this is how I'm feeling about the body that you gave me. Yeah. You helped to sustain these lives that are not in the world. The body that you helped to sustain me. This is how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of it is sin. Lord, I am despising the frame that you gave me. Yeah. It's really good care of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm being disrespectful to the image. Yes. The that image you God. created. Yes. Right. Some of it's repentance. Yeah. Some of it is just God. It's just it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you help me, please. Mm-hmm. Can you help me to look mm-hmm. in the mirror and see what you see. 
Yeah. Um, and so it's just this, I think the thing that, again, the thing that shame robs us of is that conversation with God, mm-hmm. um, that conversation of, can you show me what mm-hmm. I need to be doing instead mm-hmm. of just jumping on the hamster wheel to try to make the voice be quiet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Talk about, oof, girl. I know. <laughs> I'm yes. just like, yeah. Yeah. I'll just go sit in that. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm. And those yes. are, and and that's the place where um, we can experience the mercy of the God who has already removed our shame. Yeah. Like he's already done it. And yeah. what we can receive from him is um, both comfort and guidance, but compassionate guidance, right? Like not, yeah. Yeah, not that's mercy. more shame messages. Yeah. God is not telling us to do better. He's saying, I have done it for you. Now walk in it. Yeah. The Walk amount, of, yeah, I've been, Jasmine, I've been talking to Leah about me going through the gospel of Matthew and how the amount of times that Jesus talks about mercy, which is just compassion, like he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And then for him to literally walk it out to model it for the disciples in mm-hmm. healings, in in not condemning people, you know, like it's, it's profound and like a lack of compassion, like embracing the compassion of Christ Mm -hmm. and what he is inviting us into, like, receive that from me, receive, receive my mercy Mm -hmm. right now. As you bring that, as you bring what you feel to me is so like, it's game changing. It's been game changing for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are other, can you give just our listeners any other last encouragements um, as you are like, like you said, it's, it's a whisper now you're in a place, you're healthier, but we know that we not going to be fully set free until yeah. we see Jesus face to face. How can you encourage our listeners who are walking through discovering and dealing with shame and bringing it to the gospel? And Jasmine, can you speak to this too? Because I think that some of us, just like you were talking about these three faulty gospels can think like, no, I can get rid of shame. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so speak to, speak to that. Like, can we get rid of shame? I mean, would you want to live in a society that didn't have shame in it? That would be a little bit. Sometimes I think my three-year-old has no shame walking around without any clothes on. Right, right. I mean, and that's, that's it, it increases the older you get, right? I mean, you want right. shame, shame keeps people who don't have the gospel. I don't want him to be 18 walking around with no clothes yeah. on. Yeah, it is the boundary <laughs> that God has. I'd be wishing, though, because then the clothes in my closet wouldn't matter. Right, then that wouldn't matter. Just out here, just out here. <laughs> that's one of the most healing things. It's like my, my therapist is like, oh, so like you have a problem being naked. I was like, no, when I'm naked, I look like, I look like a, Grecian statue. Are you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they made art about this body. <laughs> okay. But to, but you put clothes on it, like, oh, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Petition to talk about that later. Um, but <laughs> so honestly, like, we need shame as a society to, mm-hmm. to, keep, us, to keep us in line. Um, but mm-hmm. as Christians, we have an alternative. Right, mm-hmm. better. We have the Holy Spirit. Um, we have we have a person of the Godhead who mm-hmm. dwells us and helps mm-hmm. us know the rights and the wrongs, the things that we should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. 
shame helps us to take a temperature. It helps us to like check in with him, um, but it, it shouldn't rule our lives. And so I think what something that is something that's really helped me when I think about shame and the fact that I have turned down the dial, it, mm-hmm. it is so much softer than it used to be. It used to be so loud. Um, mm-hmm. Some days it's really loud again, is that people, this is not heaven. Mm. Not heaven. Say and it again. Creation mm-hmm. is groaning mm-hmm. for the return of our Savior. And sometimes mm-hmm. those sounds that you hear from shame are creation groaning for the return of our Savior. Mm. You know, all things are not made new yet. Yeah. Okay? Already and the not yet. And mm-hmm. so I think that living, we live in that, we live in that tension um, in so many areas. Um I tell, you know, I talk about Philip all the time with, again, with, with the body image stuff, my glorified body. I don't know that she will be skinny. Mm-hmm. I just think that she'll be happy the way that she is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. I, yeah. I, I don't think peak condition Jasmine is a certain size on the, uh, or a certain number on the scale. I think peak, mm-hmm. peak condition Jasmine is a Jasmine who is fully known and loved and indwelt. Mm-hmm. by the Lord. Um, and that's something that I, that's something that I look forward to. And so snatching glimpses of that now, mm-hmm. um, he's looking at myself now in mm-hmm. that light, looking at the finished work of Christ now in that light. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think that that tension is so hard for us to live with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's something, that, it's something that we have to learn how to do, but God gives us the mercy for that. It's, we're not doing it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, really, I'm, I'm going through Ephesians right now. Mm. There might be something coming up with Ephesians. Mm. I don't know. I heard something from somebody. Um, okay. Okay. We hear for I it. I am going through Ephesians right now and um, just thinking about how it, whenever he talks about being sealed with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it's, such that's so intimate like the godhead Mm -hmm. has existed throughout time and space and Mm -hmm. we the promises of god were sealed with like one of the people of the like we are like we are in there we're like intimately like in like we're in there and Mm -hmm. that's such good news and it's that's what helps us to make it to eternity that's what that's what gets us over Yeah, I feel like the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is not acknowledged a lot in more of the conservative Christian spaces. For sure. (laughs) You know, it's like, we don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. We just don't. People call him like it. They're like, oh, yeah, it just, you know, and I'm like, no, it's like. This is a whole person for our help, okay? Okay, our help. (laughs) One of the three, like. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Jasmine, will you pray for all of the women? Pray for us. Pray for the women who are listening to this podcast who are burdened with shame and who are deeply hungry and desiring to uh, live in the truth of what Christ has done and also the the way in which the, the Holy Spirit can help them uh, live faithfully day to day until we are made new. Can you pray for us around that and whatever else the Holy Spirit leads you to pray? Absolutely. 
Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Um, Thank you for every single woman who's listening. I pray that you would just help us to be confident in the knowledge of your love, Mm -hmm. to be confident in the knowledge of your indwelling spirit, to be confident in the knowledge of your son's sacrifice for us on the cross, Lord. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would help us to walk like we've been saved to walk mm. handsome, to walk like we are loved yeah. to run to you Lord if repentance mm-hmm. is necessary to run to you when shame beleaguers us to run to you to know mm. what to do what to do with our feelings with our insecurities with our yes. doubt with everything Lord I pray that you yes. would help us to know that you stand ready and willing to help to guide mm-hmm. and pray that you would just give us beautiful glimpses of the mm-hmm. peaceful eternity that we'll have with you in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Mm. Have a blessed have a, day, ladies. Have a blessed day.